You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Welcome, welcome. Yes, yes. Oh, that's, that's awesome. We can't ever do enough music of Pointless. <laughs> so enjoy it while you can. Uh, welcome all, folks. It's, uh, it is time for, uh, another show. And, uh, we're gonna have a good one today, folks. We've got so much to talk about. And, uh, look, I, you need to feel good. Uh, I, I know that we have no idea basically what's gonna happen next week. We really don't. Um, uh, but I feel good about it, and you should Speak too. Be free yourself. Uh, <laughs> so, um, well, you know, I like to keep a positive, upbeat spirit, and I'm going to continue that today. Uh, but we do have a good show today. Uh, I've got lots to get to today, so we're, we'll just jump right in. Uh, but again, thanks for listening. You are tuned into America's Web Radio. Uh, this is the On Point with Victor show, and I am Victor Armendariz. And uh, you should all learn to say it with me, uh, as I'm sure all of you just did. Um, all right, let's uh let's get into some things, folks. I mean, there's so many directions to go in today, and so much I want to get to. So I'll just uh, start going down. My, I've got a mental list. I've got notes. I've got I've got all kinds of things. I've got the, the the laptop up, and this is not Hunter Biden's laptop, by the way. I do not have possession of Hunter Biden's laptop. The Russians have given me nothing, so let me make that clear. the The Russians have given me no information, and uh, neither has China. Uh, but folks, if you haven't learned about the 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 Hunter Biden laptop and what's going on, the evidence that's coming out, um, you know, look. I, if you if you're only listening to CNN, MSNBC, and, and ABC and NBC and PBS, uh, you are being lied to, uh, and you should figure it out for yourself. You should go and do some research, do the do a duck duck go search, and research yourself the information that's coming out of the Hunter coming off the Hunter Biden laptop. Um, this this two or three associates business partners of hunter biden i know two of them at least have turned on him and what i mean by that you've got one of them in jail you got one of them that's about to be in jail and so they're turning states evidence they they are turning up they're turning over cell phones they're turning over emails um, they're turning over information to try and get themselves a lighter sentence let's be honest that's what criminals do. When given an opportunity, they uh, they they can uh, try and bargain for a lighter sentence. And and I think that's what's going on now with these guys. Uh, one of them did a press conference, which all the news media completely ignored last week, except for you might you saw maybe you saw some of it on Fox News. I know you heard it from talk radio and uh, some other internet sources. Uh, so what I'm telling you is you've got to go out and you've got to investigate for yourself. You've, you should always do this. Um, you shouldn't take uh, one news source's word for it. You should go do investigations on your own and dig up, dig up, and dig up and see what you can find. But folks, there is no denying the evidence that's coming off of this uh, laptop that was Hunter Biden. There is no denying that it's Hunter Biden's laptop. It 100% is, and that cannot be refuted. Uh, and now the information coming off, it clearly, clearly shows that Biden was benefiting from Hunter, Hunter Biden's um, business dealings. So when Joe looks at the camera and says, I've never accepted one dollar, well, no, because Hunter Biden is accepting the money. Hunter Biden has accepted millions and millions of dollars from China dealings, from uh, Ukraine dealings. 
And that some of that money is being funneled to Joe Biden. Where do you think Joe Biden's getting his millions? How do you think Joe Biden became a multimillionaire? Uh, Joe Biden, folks, listen to me. Pull in closer to your device and understand this. Joe Biden has been in politics since 1973, Uh, maybe even sooner than that, but I think it was 73. All his life, Joe Biden has 47, 48 years, he has been a politician. You should not be able to get rich from being a politician. It was never meant to be that way. So the question needs to be asked. The question isn't, hey, Donald Trump, let me see your tax returns. You private businessman, you man of business, let me see your tax. No, the question should be, hey, Sleepy Joe, hey, Hayden, Hayden Biden. You have been in politics for almost 50 years. You have been in politics as a career. I want to see your tax returns. We, the people, deserve to see how you became a multi-multi-millionaire. That should be the question. So, so uh, I, you know, look, folks, I, I'm not just throwing stuff out there to 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 fire you up. I want you really to pay attention, and I want you to go talk to a Democrat. I know I have some of the Democrats listening now, and, and I'm I'm about to send them all to their cry closets if they're not there already. Um, but if you are out there and you are a Trump supporter, and and look, I I don't call you Republicans. And I don't do that anymore because you're Trump supporters. This is Trump's party now. Just as I said, the convention was not a Republican convention in September. It was a Trump convention. Uh, and I'm going to get into the never Trumpers and why I'm making this distinction because the establishment Republican Party is not the Trump party. Uh, the Trump movement is dragging some establishment Republicans along with him. Lindsey Graham, um, Sarah, oh, what's uh, Collins and uh, Murkowski, and uh, I can I can name a few. Uh, but there, but the Trump movement is dragging some willing participants from the establishment Republican side, and um, so if you're out there and you know in your heart, you know in your heart the wrong thing to do is to defund police. You know that's wrong. You know in your heart that not all police are bad. You know in your heart that we need a strong military. You know in your heart that that lower taxes will grow an economy, not higher taxes. You've heard Biden say he's going to raise taxes, and he's lying to you when he tells you that only if you make 400000 or above. That's a lie, folks. If you repeal the Trump tax cuts... The lower class, the middle class, the hardworking middle class, as people like to say, the hardworking blue collar, they're going to hit, get hit very hard with a tax increase. That is the Biden plan. So if you are not a Republican or you can't, just can't bring it to yourself to say, I want to be a Republican, hey, that's fine. I don't call myself a Republican either, but I am a Trump supporter. And it's because of all those things I just told you. If you know that lower taxes is the right thing to do, if you know lower regulation is the right thing to do, if you understand that without an oil industry and without fracking, we don't have an economy. And without that, that means we don't have jobs. And we need jobs. The blue, the blue collars need jobs. The white collars need jobs. The, the gra- college graduates need jobs. Uh, folks, this isn't rocket science. It's very simple. And, you know, let me deviate for a minute. One of the reasons that all of Washington hates Donald Trump is because President Trump has come into Washington 
as an outsider. And he has proven that the wheels can turn in Washington. Things can get done in Washington. Donald Trump is proving that. And the establishment in Washington cannot stand it. They want status quo. The establishment, Democrats and Republicans alike, want to go back to what it used to be. They want Washington Swamp led by a Washington Swamp career politician. Because then you can pretend that you're, oh, we're attacking this problem and we're attacking this problem, but you never solve a problem. That's Washington. Because if Washington doesn't solve problems, but they keep trying to solve problems, then they can play footsies with the lobbyists and they can play footsies with the tax code and they can pick winners and losers. But if you have somebody like President Trump who's showing that things can get done, that you can turn the wheels of Washington and you can do it for the betterment of the American people, well, then, folks, that just can't be allowed. It just can't be allowed. You've got to ask yourself, why is the entire power apparatus of Washington, the lobbyists, the corporations, the Republican establishment, the Democrat establishment, why are they all against this one president who's never been a politician? He was elected by we the people as a businessman to go in and fix Washington because we have had decades and decades and decades and decades of career politicians who promise every two and four years they make the same promises and nothing gets better. Nothing gets solved. But now things are getting solved. The promises that were made by Donald Trump in 2015 on his way to the 2016 election, he kept them. And that can't be allowed. See, the example that President Trump is setting and the, the, the precedent that President, President Trump is setting, it is not one that the establishment politician wants. The establishment politician can no way, shape, or form allow the American people to go, wait a minute, we can demand results. We can and should hold a politician's feet to the fire. If a politician promises this, then we should demand a result. And when that result is not met, that politician, he or she, should be thrown out of office. You see, this is what the American people are starting to find out in the last four years. This is what Donald Trump has done. And if if you doubt me, then just take a look at the barrage, nonstop barrage, of the number of people that are against Donald Trump. And I and I mean the Democrats, the Republican establishment. The, the corporations that you just look and see, folks, there's a reason why you had the fake Russia story. Um, you had the fake impeachment with the, with the Ukrainian phone call. You, you've had, uh, story after story after story of these horrible, and I'm using air quotes, things that Donald Trump has supposedly done because they want to convince you that, oh my gosh, you just can't vote for him again. That, that somehow you made a mistake in 2016. And, 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 and you've got 98% of the media that, that just gives negative, negative, negative and made up fake stories about Trump. Folks, the media is trying to guide this election. You want to talk about election meddling? It's not Russia that you need to worry about or Iran or China that you need to worry about meddling in these elections. It is the Washington establishment. It is the never-Trumpers, the establishments, the Democrats' establishment. It's these people that are meddling the most and the media, the willing participant, the the, the right-hand 
or right arm of the me of the Democrat Party is the media, the mainstream media, ninety eight percent of them. They're out there giving you ninety nine percent negative stories on Trump, and and most of them are lies and fake stories. But they're doing it over and over and over because they're trying to meddle in this election. The the media, the Democrats, the establishment in Washington, the never Trumpers are trying to suppress the Trump vote. They want you to think that this race is over. And that, folks, that is a way of meddling in the election. Giving you fake stories and fake polls is a way to make you feel disheartened. They're trying to make the Trump voter say, well, I'm not going to waste my time voting. It's not going to matter. But you know what? The Trump voter is not a typical political voter. The Trump voter has a connection with President Trump. We, the people, we, the Trump voter, have a connection with this president. And you know what, folks? We don't care if he's a little mean or or not fatherly-like because we didn't elect our priest or our preacher. We didn't elect a father figure. We elected a businessman to go in and disrupt the swamp. We elected a man to go in and fight back. And sometimes fighting back looks ugly. And and look, are there things that sometimes Trump will say and, and tweet that that makes me go, oh gosh, why did he say that? Yeah, sometimes yes, that's that's sometimes the first reaction. But a lot of times, if you stick with it and you watch what he's doing, there's a method to his madness. And I am just telling you, folks, for you out there who are on the fence and you know in your heart, you know, again, you know that Trump kept his promises. You know that you're better off now than you were four years ago. You know this in your heart. And you know that lower taxes are right. You don't want your taxes going up. You don't want gas prices going up. You know this in your heart. Then you have to vote for President Trump. Okay, folks, we're going to go to our first break. But when we come back, I am going to tell you the number one Googled uh, search that came after the last debate, the number one Google search. I'm going to tell you that when we come back. Stay tuned. This is America's Web Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I am Roger B., host of the Locked and Loaded show on America's Web Radio. Join me live every Tuesday at 1500 for the best in gun news, gun products, and gun politics. to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. And we're back, folks. We are back. I love it. I love it. it. It's okay. (laughs) I love the music by Pointless. They're a great band. (laughs) And anyone who would like the first six-song CD by Pointless, you just shoot me an email (laughs) at victor at americaswebradio.com. So I've got uh, listeners chiming in already. And uh, I have a listener that, and that, and this is a great, great question. I have a listener that asks, can they change their vote? Uh, you know what, folks? Um, up until this morning, I did not know, but there are some states that allow you to change your vote. So you can do that this week. Uh, I believe New York is one of them. 
And the reason why I think that I'm pretty sure this is a sharp listener and the reason why they brought this up is because of the teaser I left you with in the first, uh, the first segment, uh, when I told you that, uh, what was the Google, what was the number one search done on Google after the first debate? Well, folks, the number one search on Google after the last debate was, can I change my vote? And, uh, that's a really good question. And, and folks, up until this morning, I did not know you could, but, after a little bit of uh, research, you can in some states. Not uh, it's not a lot of states, and I don't know which states. I do believe New York is one of them, but you can change your vote. So if you're out there, if you're one of these people out there that I'm talking about, that, that I was talking about in the first segment, where you're just not a normal Republican voter, uh, and and you you just can't seem to bring yourself to, gosh, I have to vote for a Republican uh, because you've been ingrained and indoctrinated all your life that you're supposed to vote for a Democrat. If you're one of those people. Well, you know what? If you did already vote, but then you saw the debate, then you want to change your vote, then check your state laws. Check your You have to check with your secretary of state because it is a state-by-state basis. And, David, you look like you did. So the walking dead are going to attack Chicago <laughs> and change all their votes, huh? <laughs> well, let's hope that that – now, see, David, you, again, the legend Dave brings up a great point. Because, David, one of the problems with allowing this type of interaction, you, you vote early. You know, voting early is something the Democrats want and love, and that's why they keep – they would vote a year early if they would allow them is because it opens up fraud. And, David, you bring up a good point because if you're allowing someone to go in and change their vote, how can we be 100 percent sure that there are not now two votes in from that person? So let's say, let's say if, uh, if I went in and I mistakenly voted for Biden. Or I voted for Biden for some odd reason. You know, I had a brain aneurysm and voted for Biden. And then I, now I realize, ooh, what a mistake I made. And I went and changed my vote to Trump. Who's to say that, that both of those votes aren't going to be counted? So then I just negated myself. So, so that's a great question, David. And, and, uh, and I don't know. I hope states have a, you know, I, we can only trust the states and the people have to, to elect people that they can trust. And this is why I say you need to continue to throw out people in local elections, local elections, they matter so much. They matter just as much as national elections, if not more. Because on your local, your city, your municipality, uh, where you are in your county, you have to pay attention to who you're putting into office. And you should not allow people to be there for 20, 30 plus years. Um, because those people, the Secretary of States, they're the ones that are, that are, that are making the election law. The legislature in your state makes those laws so if you're in a state and you want to change your vote find out contact your secretary of state's office and find out what you need to do to change your vote if it's allowed because there are some states where it's allowed and apparently after the debate the last debate folks if you haven't watched it you should go watch it uh president trump wiped the floor with sleepy joe and and he really really brought to the point see there are things you'll find out in that debate that you won't find out if you're a CNN viewer MSNBC ABC NBC PBS but if you watch the debate you're going to find out things that you wouldn't have seen on those news shows and uh, Trump did a really really good job of pointing out the obvious uh, David you look like you got no, a comment I, I was just thinking about the saying I, I wish I was a a cartoonist um the guy walks in, I'm here to change my vote, and the lady looks up the name and so forth and hands him whatever needs to be. Wait a second. I brought in over a 1,000 ballots. <laughs> you know what's sad is that 
we're, I'm a little bit afraid, and I'll get into this in a little bit. But I'm a little bit afraid of something like that happening, David, where, where they're going to suddenly find ballots. They're going to find a batch of ballots here, a batch of ballots there, as soon as they start to see results come in on Tuesday, next Tuesday. But, but, uh, I, you know, we got to have faith that, that we have poll watchers. We got to have faith in the system. And, and if there are problems, then we're going to have to fix them. I'm going to say, I, um, I, you voted early. I voted uh, yesterday. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, Obviously, I know Georgia's system. I don't know Alabama's or Tennessee's or South Carolina's. Mm -hmm. But I was, and and they started the new thing of making a copy of your ballot, which I think is great. You get a printout. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then they register it or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it. Uh, And I'm not saying it's foolproof. I'm sure sure Biden or Hunter or somebody could find a... A way to screw us, but um, no, I, I well, thought it was pretty. Yeah, I, you know, as far as I know, the system it worked. When I went to vote, David, it was it was the, as easy as could be, and there was a printout, so I could look at the screen, I could look at the printout, and I verified three or four times because uh, I am paranoid, and I and I want to make sure that my vote was what I put. So I double checked three times the screen, and then I double checked three or four times the printout. So I do like the system. I like having that in my hand. I don't know what it what happens here in Georgia after you go, if you make your ballot and they put a sticker number on it and they told me which machine to put the paper ballot in. I don't know what that means, and I'm going to have to find that out. But it does seem like voting in person is the most secure way to do it. It gives you a trail. Um, and because there's a trail. And I do believe that's why uh, – um, majority of Trump supporters will be voting on voting day. And I myself would have voted on voting day, but I'm going to be out of town, um, which which is a horrible thing because I'm actually going to miss next Tuesday. But we'll do a best of, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, if I can do it remotely, though, maybe we'll work on that. Maybe we'll work on that. So maybe so so maybe I'll be there, folks. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so I, I do feel like that the most safest way to vote is in person. And so if you voted early, fantastic. Just do it in person. If you, if you, if you're waiting for November 3rd, understand that you might have to wait in two, three or four hour lines, but make sure you do it. It is worth it. Um, we have, we have to vote and, and, and you've got to take a friend or family member. You've got to try and round up some other Trump voters and take them with you. Um, we just cannot list, risk losing this election. And look, folks, there's going to be fraud. We know there's fraud every time, despite what the media tells you. There's there's fraud. Fraud has been around in voting for years, and the way to beat fraud is turnout, 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 turnout. So that's why if you have a friend that says, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, I like Trump, but I don't want to go get in line to vote," you make them go get in line with you. Make them go vote. Go early. There's not that long lines right now. This week actually is is a good week to do it. Uh, if you have a family member that says, "You know what? Yeah, Trump is right." Yes, I'm I'm better off now than I was four years, but I don't want to go deal with voting. You make them go vote, make them go vote, and and just 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 offer. And what I mean by that, folks, is don't get in an argument. Just offer to drive them. Say, hey, look, you know what? Go with me. I'm going. Let's all get in the car. I'll drive us. We'll go vote, and then we'll go to lunch after, and we'll all talk about how great the next four years is going to be. 
So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't hurt. You can do your part, you know. Uh, not everybody can send money to the Trump campaign or, or, or the Leffler campaign or the Collins campaign. But what you can do is you can encourage people to vote. If you take one or two people with you to vote and, and that's a trend, then, folks, this, this election is going to go great. Um, and that's what you can do. If you can't afford to send money to a campaign, that's okay. If you can't afford to go knock on doors because you don't have time, that's okay. But take one or two people. If everyone took one or two people with them to vote and then then that that that's going to be huge it's going to be huge folks so and and this this i know you hear it every year that this is the most important election and this is an election of a lifetime but you know what folks this really is this this election this year 2020 for all intents and purposes it is probably one of the most important elections you'll ever vote in uh, because this election it isn't really about biden and trump it truly is the American way that we have, the American way of life, the history of this country, are we going to continue with freedom and liberty or are we going to go down the awful, awful road of socialism and, and Marxism and communism? Uh, that's what this election is coming down to. Are you for defunding the police? Then vote for Biden. Are you for working and making sure the police have good training so that we can have safe communities? Then you're for Trump. Are you for a weakened military? Vote for Biden. Are you for a strong military? You want this country to be feared? You want the military might of this country to be feared? Now, let me, let me elaborate on that. I'm not saying that the United States should be a mean country because we're not. We're the most giving country on the planet, and no one can refute that. Uh, but we need to have the baddest, meanest, most uh, just incredible military on the planet. We need that. Because that's the only reason that we can keep a global community that's, that's uh, let's just say, nice to each other is because they fear the might of the United States. A strength – a United States of strength promotes promising economies across the world. A strong United States promotes freedom and liberty. A strong United States lifts all economies, folks. It's just true. If you're one of those globalists – let me tell you the best way to help the globe, the best way to help third world, fourth world countries is for the United States to be strong, for the United States to be the beacon of freedom and liberty that it's meant to be. A strong economy in the United States, a togetherness of Americans who are working, they have plentiful jobs and they're making money. That's what's going to help the global community. Because the American people are the most giving people on the planet. And when the American people are earning and can take care of themselves, when the American people can take care of their own, then we willingly take, will help to take care of the world. We feed more people in this world than any other country on the planet. And we can only do that if we're strong. So, folks, this election is, is, is really simple. I want you – look, don't think of it as D's and R's. Don't think of this election as I got to be with Trump and a Republican and, or, and blah, blah, and I, or I'm a Democrat and, and, and I know Biden doesn't know where he was yesterday, but I got to vote D. Don't think of it in those terms. Think of it as you're an American. Do you want to remain free? Do you want liberty to reign the day? Do you want independence? To be your backbone. Do you want a strong economy? Do you want plentiful jobs? So that if you don't like your job, you're able to find another job. If you want that kind of environment, uh, do you want lower gas prices? Do you want lower taxes? If you want these things, 
you have to vote for Trump. Trump stands for everything I just mentioned. Do you want safe communities? Do you want community policing? Do you want police to be better trained? Then you're a Trump voter. If you want high taxes, you're a Biden voter. If you want a weak United States, you're a Biden voter. If you want a weakened military, you're a Biden voter. Hey, I got it. Let me put it to you this way. If you're a person out there who's anti-war, I got news for you. You're a Trump voter. If you're a person out there and you hate endless wars, you're a Trump voter. The Democrat Party loves endless wars. The Republican establishment loves endless wars. The never-Trumpers love endless wars. So if you are truly anti-war and you truly do not want to be bogged down in endless wars, you're a Trump voter. It's that simple. Donald J. Trump is the first president in a long time, maybe my lifetime, who has not entered us into a new conflict. He's actually pulling troops out of, of, of endless wars. He's doing that, folks. And, and you have to sit back and look and say to yourself, if your number one issue is, is, is you don't want any more wars and you don't want endless wars, <laughs> you're a Trump voter. And you know what's great about President Trump is he does the Roosevelt Creed. Speak softly, but carry a large stick. That is Trump's vision and and his foreign policy. Ladies and gentlemen, Trump's foreign policy is kicking the butt of career politicians' foreign policies. Donald Trump has done more on foreign policy in the efforts of peace than uh, Clinton did, Bush did, Obama ever did, Biden, any of them. Any of them, folks. You have to get past this crap of people telling you that you need to make a decision on your emotions, that you need to throw Trump out because he makes a mean tweet. Ask yourself, folks, why aren't they telling you to vote for policy? They're not telling you Trump's policies are bad. They're just telling you that he's mean. Think about that for a minute. As we go to this next break, we will be back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. McAllister's Auto Transport is a privately held company celebrating our 75th anniversary this November, specializing in enclosed-only transportation to the OEM, personal snowbird market, and our favorite market of all is the collector market. Give us a call at 800-748-3160, or you can reach us on the web at McAllister's.com, and that's M C C O L L. I-S-T-E-R-S dot com. Large enough to handle all of your transportation needs, small enough to provide you the old town, old school service that you come to expect when you're moving your baby. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I am Roger B., host of the Locked and Loaded Show on America's Web Radio. Be sure to join us live every Tuesday at 1500 hours for the latest in gun news, gun products, gun politics, and other gun-related stuff. That's Tuesday, 1500 hours, America's Web Radio. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Uh, look, I wanted to uh, give a shout out to some listeners in Tennessee, uh, folks. Look, I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, we've got—I've already heard from listeners from California. Um, I hear from listeners in Montana. Uh, I've heard from listeners in Florida, uh, Georgia, and now Tennessee. I cannot thank you guys enough. But I do want to shout out to the Tennessee. I have a listener in Tennessee that pointed out, you know, voting can be a good social outing. There, there may be a two-hour line, and in Tennessee, apparently, there's hour to two hours, maybe three hours you're waiting to vote so take a friend make it a social occasion you're going to be standing in line so you might as well enjoy it with the mask <laughs> yeah and as uh as a uh, legendary dave said you, you put on your mask <laughs> so, you know what you know i got a you know you're not you're not supposed to be able to uh uh advertise you can't put up signs political signs but can you wear a Trump 2020 mask? If they require mask, now I'll say here in Georgia they did not require masks to go vote. Uh, but if they did require, or if some, or at least at my polling place they did it. Um, if, but there might be some states like I'm sure New York, Michigan, Jersey. If they require masks to go vote, can you walk in with your 2020 Trump mask on? That is a that I got. I'm going to have to find this out. And if you're out there in New York, you know because I have heard from listeners in New York as well. So. Uh, if one of you listeners would let me know out there in New York, let me know if 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 because uh, I'm sure it's required for you to wear a mask at your polling place. Let me know if if you've seen anyone go in with a Trump mask. I would love to love to know that. But uh, but anyway, as a listener from Tennessee points out, it's a great social occasion. Grab a friend uh, or two or three and make make the voting, make waiting in line to vote for Trump, make it a nice social occasion. So uh, who knows? You may convince somebody who's standing in line next to you, who may overhear your conversation. You may convince them to vote for Trump. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they were going to vote libertarian maybe they were going to vote for a uh, Hyden Biden which I don't know how on earth anyone today could vote for Hyden Biden folks look you're voting to put somebody into the highest office in the land the highest office on the planet and that's the president of the United States and this president is going to have to deal with the likes of Iran the likes of uh, of of just you know Russia China these are not our friends. North Korea, not our friends. China, not our friends. Russia, not our friends. Iran, not our friends. Do you want Joe Sleepy Hyden Biden? Are you sure you trust him to be able to talk to these people and, and stand up to them? Folks, just this Saturday, Joe Biden thought he was running against George Bush. And he also uh, – he what else did da- – oh, David, called, you know. <laughs> yeah, he called uh, Carmela's husband her uh, wife. So he called Kamala's husband her wife. And uh, oh, I here's one. And, folks, let me tell you something. If you haven't seen this, go look it up. Because there, Joe Biden did a video thing, sent out a video thing or with to his supporters or whoever was watching – And he actually said, I have the quote, and here's the quote. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did it for our administration, President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Joe Biden said this. 
Joe Biden said this a couple of days ago. Now, I'm not, I didn't change that. That is a direct quote. I didn't change anything. Let me read it to you again. And you can understand why I'm reading Joe Biden's words, which some of them don't make sense. But let me read this to you again. This is a, I am not changing this, folks. Joe Biden looked on his video that he sent out and the camera, whatever, and said this. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did it for our administration, President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive, inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Joe Biden said that. Now go find the video, folks. If You know what? If, if you don't want to look for the video, go to my Facebook page or America's Web Radio's Facebook page because I posted it there. And you can click on it and watch him say it himself. And he was looking down as if to be reading because you know everything Joe Biden does. He's reading a teleprompter or he's reading notes. And he, and he read this. So, folks, was this a moment of clarity for Joe Biden? Was this a moment where Joe Biden let the truth slip? Because he actually said that they had the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, we know that mail-in voting Democrats push because they want fraud. We know that Democrats hate uh, voter ID. They hate it. Now, why why everything else you do in this world and this in this country, you have to show a, a, a driver's license. But somehow the Democrats say, if you have to show your license to vote, you're racist. So sometimes with you, you go buy anything for your credit card, you got to show your license. That's not racist. Uh, you go buy a car, you have to show your license. That's not racist. Uh, you uh, order cable <laughs> or anything else, you have to show ID. That's not racist. But somehow, showing an ID to vote, they wanted the most, if not the most important thing that we do in our republic. Notice I did not say democracy, because we're not one. Uh, the most important thing to do in a republic is to vote. And somehow, requiring to prove you are who you are to vote, somehow that's racist. That's the Democrats, folks. So we know they want fraud. They want the system to be fraud-enabled. And now we just had Joe Biden on video. And look, folks, please go look this up. Go to America's Web Radio's Facebook page. Go to my Victor Armendariz. You can find my Facebook page. I posted it there. Or go to YouTube and just search Biden fraud or Biden admits fraud. Go search that on YouTube and this video will come up. And this is not a doctored video. This is Joe Biden himself speaking to whatever supporter was listening. And he told them that this is the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of politics. Now, folks, look, did he make a slip up? Maybe. But did he or did he slip and have a moment of clarity? Did the truth because, you know, I've said for for years on this show, well, since I've had this radio show, (laughs) I have said that if you pay attention to the Democrats through their actions and slip ups, they will tell you the truth sometimes. Through their slip-ups and actions, they will sometimes tell you what they're actually up to. And so did Joe Biden just really reveal the, that the, the strategy of the Biden campaign? Look, folks, how do you have a campaign hiding in your basement? When Joe Biden made the faux pas on Saturday uh, saying he was running against George, they put a lid on his campaign and threw him in the basement. And then he, they put a lid on the campaign from Saturday until next Thursday. Although, 
they are letting him out of the basement today because Trump has been hitting and hitting and hitting him, and rightfully so. So now they're letting Biden out today. They're letting yeah, him out of the basement. Him to Georgia. Yeah, I don't know, David. I don't know who who in their right. And look, folks, let me. You know what? This you bring up a good point, David. So they are letting Biden out of out of the basement, and and he's coming to Georgia, and he's. And I'm not even sure where he's going to be. I want to say in uh, Lakewood Theater or somewhere around. I don't know, but they're going to let some cars pull up, you know, so they can have a car rally. So you know, there might be ten, fifteen cars there. Um, he did this Saturday in Philadelphia. And um, they had a few cars pull up. There were more Trump supporters in the neighboring parking lot uh, cheering and screaming four more years than there were people at the Biden rally. So there were more Trump supporters that went to the Biden rally <laughs> than there were Biden supporters. So what does that tell you, folks? So understand, you've got Hyden Biden, who's hiding in his basement, rarely comes out to campaign. Um, and, and again, they let him out today. Uh, and then they're going to put a lid on the campaign today. And he won't be out again until maybe Thursday or Friday. Um, how do you win an election like that, folks? You don't. Um, you can only win if you've got fraud. And, and that's what they're trying to do. But that's why I tell you to take a friend, take family members to vote. Because the way to beat fraud is turnout. Turnout will beat fraud. And, and folks, look, I the media and the Biden campaign, by, by releasing him from the basement and letting him come to Georgia today – they're trying to convince you again. This is suppression tactics. They want you to think that Georgia's in play. Ladies and gentlemen, Georgia's not in play. And Texas is not in play. I don't even think Florida's in play. Now, look, I could be wrong. Of course I could be wrong. There could be a lot of, of, of ridiculous, misguided voters out there who actually go vote. And um, so I could be wrong. But my gut feeling right now is telling you, and my prediction is, Georgia's not in play. Uh, Trump's going to win Georgia, I'll bet you, 8 to 10 points. Uh, he's going to win Texas by 8 to 10 points or more. Uh, he's going to win Florida, I think, by 5, 6 or more points. Um, so I don't think these states are in play. But what Biden campaign's doing is they want to trot him out from the basement and let him go make a five-minute, uh, I would say speech, but he's going to read the teleprompter. So I guess you can call it a Biden speech. But he's going to go up there and he's going to say some things in Georgia, and then they're going to put him back in his basement. But they want people in Georgia to think – that Biden's going to win, that he has a chance to win. That's what they're trying to get you to think. Folks, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I don't think so. Um, so. But you really need to ask yourself, how how does a candidate – you know, Hillary did more campaigning than Biden, and she lost. And she didn't campaign that hard either. And Biden is campaigning less. And Kamala, you, you, they can't put her out there because she's not any better. And Kamala's not a likable person, so they hide her too, although they let Kamala out this weekend. And Kamala was in Cleveland, and she forgot where she was. Because if you watch this video, yeah, you can see her in the beginning. You hear her go, are we in Cleveland? Are we in Cleveland? And then her handler said, yes, Kamala, you're in Cleveland. And then she runs out and goes, oh, hello, Cleveland, like she knew where she was. Um, so... They're, they're, you know, look, folks, I, again, I could be wrong, but I think the polls are wrong. I think I'm right. I don't think you can win. I don't think you, if Biden can't attract flies, I mean, he's not attracting, but yet you have Trump who has thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people lining up to see him. Now, folks, it's not just the Trump rally. You know, when Trump lands in a city, Thousands of people. He's had 30,000, 40,000-plus people show up at every event he does. 
That's a lot of people, folks. That is enthusiasm. You don't see this for Biden. You didn't see it for Hillary, and you don't see it for Biden. And and Trump is on his game. Go watch a Trump rally. Folks, if you haven't watched a Trump rally, go to YouTube and just put put up Trump rally and watch any of them. It will inspire you. And if you don't like him, watch it anyway, because you'll see that this man is in command of his thoughts. He's in command of his policies. Uh, this man is on fire right now. And... I don't know where he's getting his energy from, but he's not lack of energy. You've got Trump out there who's clear as day when he's telling you what he's going to do and what he wants to do and where we're headed in the next four years. And then you have Joe Biden. If I, if I had a mask with me, I'd do my Biden impersonation. It goes something like this. Oh, come on, folks. Come on, man. Uh, uh, I got to beat George Bush. I, I mean, I, I got to beat Joe Biden. I mean, I got to beat Trump. That's a Biden campaign. Um, so, folks... The enthusiasm level for Trump, I, I, I'm just telling you my, my gut feeling and conventional wisdom. You know, Washington loves to go by conventional wisdom. So if conventional wisdom is right, Trump is going to win in a landslide. All the enthusiasm is on his side. And when you've got these thousands of people, and, and look, what, it's not just the Trump rallies. There's organic movements going on. Check your city. Check your your social media. There are these are not Trump campaign events. These are regular voters, black, Hispanic, white, Asian. They're getting together. They're having truck rallies. They're having motorcycle rallies. They're having boat rallies. These are not campaign events. These are organic voter events. This is just some Joe Smo getting together saying, "You know what? Let's have a truck rally and then a lot of pe- and then people show up." These are bike rallies. Uh, there's there's going to be one this Sunday. If you're in Georgia, I already you know you guys know that I'm a big motorcycle rider. Well, I'm already getting messages inviting Man. me to uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> inviting me to uh, to a motorcycle rally that's going to go on 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 Sunday. Um, I believe there's several of them going on. There's a truck rally and a motorcycle rally going on on Saturday, and that's just Georgia. Now, I got messages from uh, L.A. I've gotten messages from Florida. I've gotten messages from uh, Michigan and some of the other states where they're having these rallies. These are not campaign rallies. These are actually regular Americans who just want to show their support for Trump. Uh, in fact, ladies and gentlemen, this past weekend, I believe it was this past weekend, there was a, a car rally in New York City, New York City, and they were uh, Jews for Trump. And what happened? What do you think happened? The, the Biden voter Antifa, and, let's, and why do I say Biden voter? Because, ladies and gentlemen, who do you think Antifa's voting for? They're not voting for Trump. Uh, burn, loot, murder crowds not voting for Trump. These are Biden voters. And what did they do? They went out and attacked these Jewish people for supporting Trump. So if you are and, – and please listen to me because, look, I have Jewish heritage. I have lots of friends who are Jewish. Um, we do not and cannot understand how the Jewish community uh, – so many in the Jewish community continue to vote for Democrats. And if you – you don't see a Trump supporter attacking Jewish people. But I can show you on video from New York City the Antifa Biden voter attacking Jewish people because the Jewish people in this convoy happen to support President Trump. So if you're Jewish, 
You get attacked by Biden voters if you dare have an independent thought. So for those of you out there who still think that you need to be married to the letter D, if you're Jewish and you think you need to be married to the letter D, you really need to reevaluate your, 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 where your thinking's coming from. You've got Biden voters attacking the Jewish people in New York. You've got peace deals, not by Obama, not by Clinton, not by Trump. You've got peace deals in the Middle East that were orchestrated by President Trump. You've the the Jerusalem, look at moving Jerusalem, making it the capital of Israel. That was Donald Trump. Obama promised to do it, didn't do it. George Bush promised to do it, didn't do it. I think Clinton promised to do it, didn't do it. But Trump did it. So I'm telling you, folks, I'm telling you, you got to reevaluate. All right, take our next break here. We'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. You're listening to On Point with Victor. I got to take a minute uh, before we come back. In fact, we won't be coming back. It'll we're no. I'm sorry. We got time. Okay. Uh, I've got to. I'd be remiss because I'd promised myself last night after hearing it. I've never in my years been threatened by a senator, but the idiot Blumenthal, that's a liar. We know he's a liar. He lied about being a Vietnam veteran, and he threatened us. He threatened Republicans that he was personally going to get even with all of us because of Barrett being confirmed as I think she'll wind up being one of the most important justices ever to serve on the Supreme Court. But he said, we have our ways of getting even. You know, I'd like to get that Blumenthal son of a bitch on America's Web Radio and uh, let's talk, big boy. Let's talk about Vietnam. Let's talk about how big a chicken you are. And to claim, you know, I love veterans. And we have in a number of veterans, Vietnam veterans, uh, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, World War II, Korean veterans. We love them here at America's Web Radio. And for that piece of garbage to claim that he had served in Vietnam many years ago, and they proved that he was lying. He was lying. He, he had to admit that he was lying. Yeah, and he had to admit it, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's how anybody could vote for a lying piece of garbage like Blumenthal in Connecticut, and I hold that against him too. But other than that, I'd like to get, if you know him, tell him, Try calling America's Web Radio. We'll put them on the air. Oh, please. And, uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> we, would, we would spit them out like dog food. And but I, anyway. And I would do it with a smile on my face. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, Blumenthal threatened you. Yeah. He's going to get even with you. He, yes, and, he said that. And when we come back, David, I'm, I'll leave in touch on that because I actually okay. have some notes on that. All right. Well, I tell you what. Let's just come back. Let's come back. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Look, folks, David is not wrong. Um, Schumer and Blumenthal, both of them, are promising retaliation. They actually tried to intimidate Amy. Amy Barrett, Justice Barrett now, they tried to intimidate her and tell her, don't you accept this nomination. You need to turn it down. And they basically tried to threaten her and intimidate her. And, uh, and, they, and they're trying to intimidate and threaten the American people. And what they're doing and what they mean by this threat is that if they win control of the Senate, 
uh, the Senate and they control the presidency, they're going to get rid of the filibuster and they're going to pack the court. And what I mean by packing the court is, folks, we've had nine justices on the Supreme Court since, I don't know, 100 plus years. Um, the Democrats are going to try and put uh, make that from nine to 15. They're going to try to pack it with Democrats so that that there will be no three branches of government anymore. There will be the legislative branch, the executive branch. And the legislative judicial branch, because it won't be a judicial branch. It'll be a legislative branch again. So uh, it's awful what the Democrats are trying to do. And that's just another reason I'm telling you. I know there are some of you out there that in your gut, you know the right thing to do is to vote for Trump. I know there are some of you out there that think you, that, that you don't you've, – you've heard a lot of crap or or, or you just yourself, you, you don't like some of the things that Trump says or you don't – you think he's mean or, or you don't think uh, – He's on a uh, a pedestal as high as you think you are morally. Let me put it that way. Uh, but I know deep down you know the right thing to do is to vote for Trump. And it's because of reasons like this. You've got politicians who are elected by the people and supposed to represent the people. They're not supposed to be all-powerful folks, but they think they are. But you've got Democrats who are threatening you. They work for you, ladies and gentlemen. These Democrats work for us. But they feel so comfortable in their power that they're threatening you because they don't like the way you voted. They don't like you being independent. Ladies and gentlemen, think about it. Why would you support a party in this country, the Democrat Party? Why would you support that party if they're against individuality? If you show the slightest bit of independent thought, the Democrats don't like you. You're their enemy. If you're a successful black man... The Democrats don't like you. If you're a successful black family, that means you're a, you're a typical nucleus family. You have a black father, mother. I, and look, folks, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, whatever. I'm just using this as an example. If you're a typical black family, but you, but and you're together, you're you're there's a husband, there's a wife, and there's kids. And if if you've got this, what's perceived a normal family, the Democrats don't. You're an enemy to the Democrats. If you believe in, in educational choice, you believe that your family should have the choice on where to send your child to school. The Democrats don't like you. You're an enemy to the Democrats. If you believe in independence and liberty and freedom, you're not a friend to the Democrat Party. If you believe in lower taxation because lower taxes lift all boats, the Democrats are not a friend to you. If you believe in lower regulations, if you believe in, in less onerous government control the democrats don't like you if you like lower gas prices the government doesn't like uh, the democrats don't like you um folks I, this is not hyperbole this is the truth and this goes the same for never trumpers carly Furarino or whatever her name is romney uh and and a lot of these these establishment republican never trumper bozos out there folks listen to this the never Trumpers out there, these are the people who, who four, five, six years ago were telling you that the Supreme Court was the most important job of the presidency. These never Trumpers were out there. These so-called conservatives were telling you that, that it's so important that we, that we get constitutional judges on the Supreme Court. They were telling you that it was so important to get, uh, text, text, uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, just, just constitutional. Texist. <laughs> I'm not saying that right. But but originalist. That's the word I'm looking for. You're looking for originalist. That's what we need on the Supreme Court. That's what the never Trumpers and so-called conservatives were telling you 
five, six, seven, eight years ago. For years they were telling you that. But let an outsider like Donald Trump get elected, and all of a sudden these never-Trumpers, they don't care about the Supreme Court anymore. They don't care about lower taxes anymore. They don't care about small government. And when, folks, when are any of these politicians, including President Trump, when are they going to start talking about the debt? We have a 29 approaching $30 trillion debt. It's about time that we start forcing politicians to start talking about the debt. Now, I'm not blaming Trump for the debt this year because, my gosh, we had to do what we had to do because of this virus. But I would like to hear Trump start talking about the debt. And I I know he's talked about it a little bit, but I'd like to hear more from him. Uh, But you're not going to hear the Democrats talk about the debt. You're not going to hear never-Trumpers talk about the debt. You're not going to hear these establishment Republicans talk about the debt. So, folks, I am telling you, please hear me. Uh, you, you, if, if a never Trumper comes up to you and tells you not to vote for Trump, you need to tell them to go pound sand because they're not conservative and they never were. Because the, probably the greatest thing to come from the last four years, from Trump's first four years, probably the greatest thing to come of it, folks, are his three appointments to the Supreme Court. Justice Barrett is Nothing short of amazing. And folks, she's a woman. She's a woman who has a husband and seven children, but yet she still can have a career. The Democrats don't like that. I, you know, I thought all women were to be believed. I thought that all women were so, you know, we were supposed to choose based on, on, on a gender or based on a color. But boy, since Justice Barrett doesn't tote the Democrat line, Justice Barrett is a constitutionalist. Justice Barrett is an originalist. They hate her. Well, let me tell you something, folks. Probably the greatest accomplishment of President Trump in the first term was appointing Justice Barrett to the court and then appointing Justice Kavanaugh to the court and appointing Justice Gorsuch to the court. Ladies and gentlemen, three. who would have thought that in this last four years that three justices would have been appointed by the sitting president. And thank God it was President Trump and not Hillary. Because, folks, the only thing standing between the tyranny of the Democrats in the, in the legislative branch is the judicial branch. And right now, thank goodness, because we can't... John Roberts, what a disappointment this guy's been. He's a never-Trumper, folks, if you haven't figured it out. And he sides with the Democrats because he's a thorn in, and he wants to be a thorn in Trump's side. And that's terrible. He should just rule on the Constitution. But he doesn't. But you know what? Now we have Justice Barrett. So now John Roberts can't torpedo the Constitution anymore. And who knows? Maybe when, when Trump is – after the next four years and Trump is done and we get a new president in 2024, maybe John Roberts will get back to his conservative constitutional originalist roots. But I'll tell you. You need to thank every day that Donald Trump was your president the last four years, and he appointed Justice Barrett, Justice Kavanaugh, and Justice Gorsuch. Because the Second Amendment is alive tomorrow because of those three justices. With the appointment of Justice Barrett last night, seals the Second Amendment for at least, let's hope, decades to come. All right, folks, and on that, I'm going to leave you, and we're going to leave you with Locked and Loaded. That's coming up next. So speaking of the Second Amendment, you stay tuned because Rogers B. has got a lot to say about guns, guns, and guns. So, all right, folks, tune in next week. We'll see you then. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.